the youngest victim that was killed over the weekend was a little girl of, of 10 years old. Um, several other people were killed or wounded. And, uh, and it actually just continued. Now, it's not much of an escalation in terms of the total number of shooting incidents. We usually have between, uh, let's say, 40 and 55 per weekend. But I think what made this past weekend a little bit more unique was the one incident that we saw in Guguletu, where three men uh, were murdered uh, in, in one specific incident where a vehicle seemed to have been ambushed in a hit. And, uh, yeah, three people were, were shot and killed. Talk to us about the extent to which these murders are increasing on the Cape Flats and, and, and whether we're seeing that, that most of them are gang-related. The majority of them, according to us and the information that we have, are gang-related. And they, are, they, they seem to just be, you know, just, just continuing consistently. Last night... It was reported that there was a case of a 14-year-old boy that was walking around with a gun in the part of Mitchell's Plane. Um, and it's not uncommon for some of the shooters in these gangs to be between 11 and 15 years old. So it, it really it becomes a, I almost want to call it a moral fiber problem. But the issue is as well that it's been a, 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 an age-old issue. Um, and with socioeconomic challenges that we face in the region, uh, it obviously makes it even more difficult to solve. Nevertheless, in terms of policing, uh, it really seems that prosecution is at an all-time low. And therefore, even when police do make good arrests, uh, it just seems that it falls flat as soon as the case goes to court. On the preventative side, the anti-gang unit was launched in the Western Cape in 2018. Your, your review of, of this unit since, since in, uh, inception? It kicked off fantastically. It did very, very well at the beginning. And in fact, it, it really made, uh, in my opinion, made quite an impact. And then most of it was disbanded. The, what's left of AGU at the moment is a very small component. There are good, still very, very good cops on the ground that work in AGU, but unfortunately also faces problems in terms of corruption. And I honestly believe that it was disbanded because certain politicians were scared that they themselves would be arrested. Um, we see that uh, the previous commanders that were there um, were left uh, hanging out to dry uh, whilst the, the gang fighting continued. If it wasn't for the support given by the city of Cape Town's Metro Police, as well as LEAP units from the province, from the Western Cape province, I don't think we'd understand how bad things really would have been. The amount of firearms that those units take off the streets, absolutely remarkable. But nevertheless, uh, anti-gang unit does make an impact. But unfortunately, at, at the moment, it's too little, too late. They don't have the resources, the leadership or the support that they need to do their jobs. Two things, Yen. How do the illegal firearms end up in the hands of criminals? And secondly, what more can be done to just confiscate? Because... No guns in hands means no shootings. Yeah, it seems like they've got an endless supply. Um, uh, in, in my opinion, and, and from what I've read from research pieces, I think the South African Police Service are probably uh, is probably the, the biggest uh, uh, pro uh, provider of illegal firearms to gangs in the Western Cape. Um, if you read the book, Give Us More Guns by Mark Shaw, a remarkable piece of research that he did, but it, it, it showed really disturbing numbers, you know, thousands upon thousands of firearms that were supplied to gangs in the Cape Flats uh, over the last two decades. And uh, and the majority of them came from police uh, custody. Okay. Uh, so, so very, very alarming.